Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker, and joining me is Willie King, who is going to be helping me out as we try and digest all the major headlines investors will be paying attention to. It's really down to a lot of the financial moves. First things first, as per the US market update earlier on, Willie, we saw US stocks stage a rebound. Mm-hmm. Six days of losses, things have changed. Uh, and there are a lot of uh, issues surrounding that, including uh, Fed officials uh, still keeping to that hawkish stance. So what are you observing here? Yeah, so I'm right now looking at the markets last night. You you can see that, like what you said, Elliot, US stocks staged a rebound with the down closed up more than 500 points and they broke a six days losing streak. So mm-hmm. this was despite Fed officials' hawkish stance all week. And you can see that energy led the broader market higher. So this was supported by a more than 3% rally in oil prices Okay. on supply disruption after 11% of oil production in the US. Gulf of Mexico was shut owing to disruptions from Hurricane Ian. Mm-hmm. So stocks like Marathon, Petroleum, Velero, Energy, has was up more than 5%. And on top of that, you have also consumer stocks, which was driving the market up um, with home builders and retailers leading to the upside. So you are talking about uh, retailers like DR Horton, Lennar, Pote Group were up more than 4%. And also, more importantly, it's the Bank of England's intervention that had calmed the markets, triggered a slump in the U.S. Treasury use, and stoked investors' appetite to resume bets on stocks. Okay, let's talk about the Bank of England. Uh, also, <laughs> before that, uh, we expect initial jobless claims tonight from the United States. So, the Bank of England, surprise, surprise. So, uh, I believe the the whole idea of fiscal policy was supposed to be addressed by November. Mm. But they are so under pressure that they, they've already released some kind of a mini-budget. They've come out to, to, how do I say, everyone's doing quick tightening, right? They are going in somewhat the reverse. It's a bit of a backpedal. You've got their Prime Minister Liz Truss and a government that's been in play for about, what, three weeks already? People are saying, hey, come on, Liz Truss, you've caused the, the government so much damage. The pound dropping, the US dollar becoming stronger. So what are they doing here exactly? Yeah, I think you can see that the central bank said that it plans to delay, uh, begin its bond selling program or quantitative tightening. I mean, if you see that the Bank of England intervened right off the bond market sell-off um, and also the currency sell-off. And this really sparked the central bank to actually do the intervention. Yeah, I mean, if you see rates going up, that could actually affect, you know, right down to home buyers, for example, where mortgage rates could really go up and that, that could exactly. affect home yeah. buyers. And this is something which could cause a ripple effect in the country. So what they're planning to do is to buy long-dated bonds in daily tranches of up to £5 billion. So that could have an immediate effect on the local guild market. And this could put yields on the UK's 30-year debt on track for the biggest drop on record. So you can see that the UK guilds were on course for their sharpest money rise since 1957 as investors fled the UK bond markets following new fiscal policy announcements. So the 10-year guild yields from the highest point has dropped 50 basis points and two-year yields fell a similar amount to about 4.2%. Okay. And some of this fiscal policy announcement, I mean, you can see that some of these measures included huge amounts of tax cuts that have drawn global criticism, including from the IMF. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, to, to simplify it, would I be right to say that the UK government yesterday got together and went, okay, guys, where can we find savings? Where can we find value? 
Exactly. All right. Um, now, since we brought up the UK, how is the Eurozone doing as far as yields are concerned? Because that's something you tend to watch out for when these policies start to come out. Yep. So while I was tracking UK yields, uh, we also see announcements coming out that Eurozone yields fall had fell from multi-year highs as well. So that they have actually tracked UK yields. And you can see that Eurozone borrowing costs fell yesterday, tracking the moves in the British yields. And they have hit multi-year highs as um, monetary tightening expectations and concerns about potentially growing bond supply due to more public spending. So, for example, the Germany's 10-year bond yield, which is okay. the benchmark yield for the EU, fell 10 basis points to 2.15% after hitting a fresh nearly 11-year high at 2.35% earlier in the session. Italy's 10-year bond yield was also down 13 basis points to 4.6% after it hitting its highest since February 2013 at 4.92%. Mm. And the spread between the Italian and German 10-year yields tightened to 243 basis points. So this really comes on top of the European Central Bank officials saying that the ECB may need to raise interest rates by another 75 basis points at its October meeting. And also again in December, to a level that no longer stimulates the economy. All right. So the reason we did this, uh, really, of course, you know, first recapping what happened on Wall Street and then jumping towards the euro and the UK area is because that had an effect on the green finish on Wall Street. I think the question on a lot of investors' minds this morning is, is this the start of the rally? A rally or or not a, a one-off? I mean, your guess is as good as mine uh, because we've got more Fed officials coming out today to talk. Correct. Exactly, Elliot. I mean, every time when we see this short respite, you'll be thinking, oh, is it time to buy the yeah. dip? <laughs> and, oh, that's, that's interesting because you talk about buying on the dips. The, we, we, we have been observing uh, US blue chips uh, hitting new lows. And I believe that's something you are going to speak with Sunny Hamid, uh, your guest on The Bigger Picture, later on about. Yeah, exactly. And you can see that even yesterday when... There was a summit by CNBC delivering mm. Alpha event summit where a lot of the big investors out there, you know, they all gather to talk about uh, what's going on in the markets. And surprisingly, a lot of them, you know, they were actually talking about, hey, um, this is the time to actually buy the dip. Like, for example, David David Rubenstein of okay. Carl, Carlisle Group actually came out and said that, hey, you know, now is time a good time to buy stocks. Mm. On the other mm. hand, you know, you have different opinions yeah, like, of course. like Ken Griffin of Citadel Capital. Yes. And he came to talk about, hey, you know, look, this is where the stock market is. But at the same time, we are still looking at inflation. Yeah. You know, how the Fed Reserve and central banks all yeah. over the world are still ramping up interest rates to fight against inflation. Yeah, yeah. he talked about how the Fed needs to do more, right? Even after a series of uh, big rate hikes. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to miss out on that conversation at 8.35 on the bigger picture. Uh, might be quite useful, especially if you are an investor. All right, thanks a lot, Willie. Willie returns at 7.35 with a finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.